Mystery Gut Podcast. I am your host, Drew Devitt, and with me are my two favorite co-hosts on planet Earth, Sterling Carroll and Luke Beer. How we doing, boys? What's going on, boys? How we doing? Oh, feeling amazing. We're oh, here on a Tuesday day. instead of a Wednesday. Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, switch it up a little bit. Get yeah. a, get some new vibes in the, the podcast, see what we're see what's doing, get the juices flowing early in the week, uh, just see what happens. A little bit of a curveball. A little bit more of a preview. It, yeah, why not? Um, well, I'm excited for today. Uh, everyone's back in their respective states. You boys in Arizona, and I'm back. I'm still rocking in California. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of review of last week, our pretty decent weekend, I would say, uh, collectively. Um, a Thursday night football preview with Baltimore and Tampa Bay, looking like a pretty solid game, uh, and a little hoop talk and fantasy talk at the end, uh, at the end of our program. How you boys think? Let's get right into it, man. I'm excited. I'm too. Let's dive right oh, in. Oh yeah, gentlemen. It is a get better Tuesday. We'll change up. So, just a reminder: this last weekend we did pretty solid. I would say we did pretty solid. Uh, Sterling went one and three in, uh, in for college football, and is five and seven overall. Beer and I both went two and two in NCAA, and we are sitting at six nine and one, and I am sitting at <laughs> five ten and one. Not great. However, Beer and I. <laughs> Are the exact opposite records uh, in the NFL. He's sitting at nine six and one overall. Uh, I'm sitting at ten five and one <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, Sterling's at eight and four overall in the NFL, and we all had a pretty great Sunday. We all went three and one. Pretty good. Yep, we know. Not our too stuff. bad at all. Hey, yeah, it just shows you know uh, NFL is more reliable and. When we think we know something, most of the time, at least this weekend, we kind of did. Uh, college football, once again, we don't we don't know shit about anything with college football. It is just the beauty of the sport, the beauty of the game in this at this level of competition. Um, yeah. But that's why that's why we do what we do because we love it. Yeah, um, can't say too much for college personally. I really don't know what I'm talking about for college. It seems like. Um, <laughs> NFL is a different story. I'm glad to be sitting at eight and four overall. Um, hoping to just get better in both and bring out some great predictions in the future. Well, I hope you learned something this weekend, Sterling, to never fade both of our teams in your fast four. Go Raiders, baby! Uh, Raiders! Oh man, I hate that both of you. That was scary at first. I'm not gonna lie. Do not fade Las Vegas. They are better than their record shows. Both your teams stank. Sorry. Yeah, that was uh, that was my only loss on the NFL slate. Um, I picked with my heart, and I was in Indiana. Like I said, there was magic in the air. It was a cool full day, and I was like, "Hey, let's have, let's get a nice division win here, boys." And uh, the Colts couldn't have looked worse. And being Indiana, that loss hurt a little more than it usually does. Um, but now. Matt Ryan's done. We got Sam Ellinger behind center for the rest of the season, and I am just pretty much scrapping the season right now. I don't care anymore, and I'm really excited to see what this dude can do. Yeah, I'm root- I'm rooting for Ellinger. Ellinger. Um, don't say that too much, but yeah, he seems seems like a good fit for the Colts team right now. Let's see what see what he can get done. I'm excited for that. 
I'm not excited for the Colts. I'm sorry, Bear. Um, what? Why, it, dude? It's going to be so fun. Dude, I, it it's is going to be, be terrible fun. football. <laughs> it is gonna, that's why I'm not excited. It's, that's why I'm it's, excited, bro. I don't even care anymore if we make the playoffs or not. I just want to see what happens. The move to Sam Ellinger, to me, feels like a very desperate move by the, uh, by the, front, the front office, trying to grasp for something to try to save their, their ass before they get fired in this offseason. Um, they've just had way too many swings and misses at the quarterback position. Um, dealt out a lot of money, and it's just not looking good. Uh, I, I'm yep. sorry for you Colts fans. It's just really hard to watch. Uh, it just seems like they're trying. They're trying to grasp for for something to see if there's a glimmer of hope and see if Sam Ellinger can save their jobs. But I I, I don't like it. I think the team's still better with Matt Ryan, but who knows? There's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty uncertainty happening in the NFL right now, and the Indianapolis Colts are definitely one of those uncertain teams. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, Frank Reich's on the hot seat. Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, he's kind of done with all their shit. I mean, this is a second year row bringing in a quarterback that you thought was going to be decent. Third. And I'm counting Philip Rivers. Philip was, oh, good. I forgot. I forgot. About I'm Phillip counting Philip Rivers. Rivers. Philip Rivers was terrible. I'm so, absolutely. Philip Rivers got us to the playoffs. He got us yeah. 11 wins. He was bad. I don't care. He was, he was better than Wentz and he's better than Ryan's been, and I will take it. I wasn't saying I'm not saying he's good, but he's better than those two and made it to the playoffs last year. We got screwed out of it. We were on Colts run hard knocks, dude. I was so excited to see the Colts locker room in a playoff setting, and then you go down to Duval and get smacked in the math. Either way, I'm excited. I think Sam Ellinger is gonna bring a new level of competition and mobility to this quarterback position that most teams have not had to Game plan for um, count on yeah. game plan for, um, and I mean we start we're starting him with against the Commanders at home this Sunday. So I'm optimistic in that setting. Kind of it's I view that as an ease in game, um, at least for that offense. Defense is going to have to pick it up because uh, Taylor Heineke's balling um, and he's making ter- scary Terry relevant again out there in Washington. I would say that is the one bright spot with Taylor Heineke. He's he's not great. He's a serviceable backup quarterback in the NFL. But the one thing that that I do love about Taylor Heineke is that he does have that screw it, uh, uh, scary Terry's down there somewhere, and he can let Terry shine in that offense, which is very nice to see uh, because Terry is that dude, uh, and he should be be fed the ball as much as possible, and Taylor Heineke loves him. So I, I get that, but God, I'm not looking forward to that quarterback matchup on Sunday. Oh, me either. But as a Taylor Heineke owner, not Taylor Heineke, Scary Terry. If you own Taylor Heineke, um, find God. Yeah, but uh, enjoy your Terry, 32-man bro, league. Yeah, good Lord. Oh, my. Yeah, I mean, I I totally forgot that the Colts have Nick Foles, too. So that's going to be interesting if he steps in the big dick. Yeah, if we, if we see a little <laughs> bit of Nick Foles come in halfway through the second half of the season. So... Who, who who's really to say how well Sam's going to do under that offense? And I don't know. That's why it's a little exciting to watch the Colts just a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's the, the quarterback carousel continues the ride and who knows when the hell it's going to stop. Um, but that's pretty much the one thing I learned out of my NFL slate is that 
I got to stay away from the Colts as much as my heart wants me to take them because they're just going to be unpredictable the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, something, something I learned in the NFL slate was Denver seems pretty legit. Uh, sad to see Brees Hall go down the way he did. He was just starting to heat up and uh, be a real centerpiece for this offense. But I really like the Jets this year. They they are locked down at corner. Um, I'm loving it. You meant the Jets seem legit, right? Not Denver. What did I say? You said Denver, Denver. seems legit, and I was about to oh, did I? yell oh, at whoops. you. <laughs> and I was what? like, uh, but uh, it's like we didn't learn anything. We did not learn anything this weekend. If we think Denver's <laughs> legit, but yes, uh, Sorry, Jets are legit. Yeah. I, Jets I looked do at look Denver. Good. I looked at Denver on my sheet of paper here, and I said that. So. Yeah, I was talking about the Jets. I like the Jets a lot. Great pick on the Jets this week because they were plus one and then they announced Russ out and they went up to minus two and a half. Yeah, got to snag that what, as no, soon as what, possible. Wasn't even, what are we What are we doing? Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to do my best to learn something in the NFL slate, but I don't know if I did learn anything. The, the toughest, the, I'm trying to learn something from that Seattle Chargers game where I got wrong, but I, I'm just befuddled. I don't know what to think of the Los Angeles Chargers right now. I really don't. Um, they confuse me as a squad. Herbert is still that guy. Um, I've been seeing him get a little slander on Twitter, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, if anything, they should slander Staley. I, I don't love the play calling right now um, in Los Angeles, uh, but they're they're banged up right now. Um, I wouldn't put anything on them anymore. I, if I'm learn, if I did learn anything, I, I can't bet on the Chargers at all. Um, it's just so so confusing to me. It, was, it just seems like the same thing that happened last year. That they they had all this hype in the in the off season. They had they had some great ac- acquisitions with Cleo Mack and Jason Jackson. Uh, Jason Jackson now I believe out for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. Yes. And, yes. Uh, very sad to Big see. Loss. Very sad to see. I mean, as a Raiders fan, kind of nice seeing um, a team like the Chargers underperform, but not really in this uh, in this situation. I don't. It's I don't want it them to underperform like this. You know, like it's it's kind of sad to be completely honest. Like I was really excited for the Chargers to be kind of a force in the AFC West, and they just don't look it. Yeah. Um... Something I've noticed too, whenever I'm watching uh, Good Morning Football or just any football network, that they're not really talking about Justin Herbert like they used to, and it kind of sucks to see because he's he's a great quarterback, and I, I just don't know what to think of that Chargers offense at all and what they've done so far. And yeah, it's a tough it's a tough showing out there in LA for the Chargers. I I just feel I just feel bad for Herbert, like. The coaching yeah. doesn't seem great. Uh, as soon as he gets Keenan back, Mike Williams goes down, uh, and that's a great receiving duo. Uh, it's just really hard to see and just view from afar. Uh, I feel bad for the Chargers, if if anything, like it's it kind of stinks. Yeah, yeah and- plain and simple, they're in trouble. It kind of sucks. I mean, they're they're a good squad on paper, but um, on paper they're a, great. As an Austin Eckler fantasy owner, dude's a stud. He's awesome. And yeah. if they can get things going, it's good. But like you said, their defense is getting injured. Um, they can't keep the receiver core healthy. Um, it's just, 
and their play calling is terrible. I mean, we all know the player that Justin Herbert is, and he's a good quarterback. It doesn't, if you, I mean, you put him in the right position, he will perform uh, 10 times out of 10. But for some reason, they can't get their play calling together. Their defense is beat up. Um, As far as I'm concerned, good on paper, but the Chargers are in real trouble here in a division that's already kind of just been topsy-turvy that nobody can figure out. Yeah, and something to point out here too, which we all know, is Mike Williams is out now for I I don't really know how many weeks, but that's just a hard hit for them as well as you have Keenan Allen slowly coming back or just, yeah, I I don't really know what's going on with Keenan. But Mike Williams has you a loss. You can't get healthy. Yeah, he just can't. It's a, it's a tough injury to come back from, though. You know, it's a, it's a hamstring. It's not like a tear that I can just like, oh, that's going to be done in six weeks. It's mm-hmm. it's a very strange injury with him. So, kind of kind of weird. Uh, I, I feel bad for Keenan. I feel bad for the Chargers. Um, but all all of this, I also don't want to take away from their opponent this week. Se- Seattle's good, uh, and that really hurts me to say. It really does because I was so out on Seattle going into this year. I was so done with them. I thought they would have four wins max. Like, oh yeah. It's really kind of cool to see them and Kenneth Walker explode onto the scene. It's awesome, dude. I, I love, he, I love watching them. He is so good, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So good. Uh if you're a fantasy owner of Kenneth Walker, like, props to you. You have a you have a stud on your team. I um, hate myself for not pulling the trigger on that. I knew he was hurt yeah. going into the year, and I I should I shouldn't have cared. Uh, he is he's legit. You want to know something funny? As you talked about Kenneth Walker, I was scrolling casually through my Twitter, and I just found this beautiful photo after his 74-yard touchdown run of this lady flipping him off. That's his new – In the end zone. That's his new uh, Twitter profile picture. He changed it to uh, the woman flipping him off while he's running down the sideline. Stud. He's – Absolute stud. He's awesome. He's going to be the offensive – He's the offensive rookie of the year. Um, And it's really – Cool to watch. He's so explosive. Uh, the running back trio that was Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, and Damian Pierce from this rookie class is great. Good for the NFL. Um, it's going to be really fun to watch them for the next five, six plus years uh, kind of take over. It's awesome. Yeah, they're making the run game dominant again, and it's awesome to see because, I mean, it's been a pass heavy league for a long time, and then now you got these studs that are trucking the ball downfield and now teams have to game plan for both sides of that offense and it's just really cool to see football getting more diversified between those two methods of offense again absolutely that's that's kind of what i uh that's kind of it for what i had for takeaways from the nfl this uh this weekend um the rest of my picks I, uh, weren't too thrilling except for my my new favorite squad, the New York Football Giants, being amazing. I love them. I know. I know Sterling still hates hates the Giants and still thinks they're a fluke somehow at six and one, but they're legit. And I don't care what you have to say. I think the Giants. Look, I I, I don't care for them. I think it's inevitable they're gonna hit a wall here soon. Nope. Um. Yeah, I I still think they're just one of the luckiest teams in the NFL right now. 
their schedule too is just so easy going forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if the wall doesn't hit soon. But oh my, good. I great run game, know. great coaching equals. I wins. love Saquon. Saquon, I love. Dude is a monster. Just I don't care for the Giants. I don't know. Coming, I mean, a little bit of bias behind just because I'm a Cowboys fan, but whatever. Yeah, that's 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 all I can uh, think of for my takeaways personally for this NFL slate. Does anyone have anything else? Because I'd love to do some takeaways from uh, from college this weekend as well. Yes, yeah, let's, let's get to college. college. Um, great. My Big takeaway is I am now a fan of the really big spreads. I love it. If- <laughs> Dude, that was such bullshit. I love it. I love them. <laughs> Ohio State minus 29 and a half against Iowa. Lock. Beat them by like 40. Absurd. So good. Fade oh, Iowa at all costs. They're the worst team in the country. They're right there with Colorado, Colorado State, and Hawaii. Fade them. Oh, I might wow. do that for my fast forward this week. Just whoever's playing Colorado, Colorado State, Iowa, and Hawaii. I'll take whoever, whatever the spread is on the other end of it and just see how I do. Because I'm not – whatever's what I'm picking in college right now isn't, isn't great. But those teams suck and I like the bigger spread so far. Yeah. I liked my big spread with uh, Mississippi State, but hey, that didn't hit. So – not sure how to feel about those big spreads. Yeah. Um, I did want to point out too. I'm just is, I'm just in on Hawaii State. Dude, something I've learned is is Bo Nix really that guy? Is he that dude? No. Bro, that squad no. ride was not even close. No. Not at not all. Not close. We can't squad ride anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I don't. I still. I don't think I'll ever have faith in Bo Nix. I really won't. Um, he's played well at home this year, uh, and that's yeah, what he did great. again. So I will give him props. That one throw he had over the top, uh, that was like a fifty-yard touchdown pass. I was. I was like, damn, this ain't hidden. Like, that was a really nice throw, and I'll give him that. But I. I just. I watched too much of him in Auburn to think that he's legit. Um, he'll probably uh, be on an NFL squad somewhere, but as a starter, I don't think so. No, I, mean, if, I agree. If guys like Chase Garbers can make an NFL roster, uh, I can see Bo Nix being on an NFL roster somewhere, but nah, I, I, I just have no faith in him. He did play well. He had a great game and took out a really good UCLA squad. Yeah, and then uh, one other one of yeah that takeaway that UCLA um, got smacked in the math on college game day. Oregon's pretty legit. Um, and then my only other one of my losses, Purdue plus two and a half. They got smoked. Um, that was kind of wild. Uh, Wisconsin football decided to get it together finally. So good for them. I'm not too mad. Um, and then my two dubs, Penn State four and a half at minute versus Minnesota at home was a layup. Um, and then the Cowboys, baby, went, we're down seven in the fourth quarter to Texas and scored 14 straight. 
to Te- win outright. Texas really has to figure out those fourth quarter games, man. Texas it's, needs to figure it out, but don't oh sleep on the Cowboys, God. man. I love the Cowboys this year. Yep. Dude, that that's the second isn't that the second time this year that they've blown like a multiple score fourth quarter lead? Like it's kind of sad. Like they yep. played so well. They look it like was, the Ravens of college football. It was heartbreaking yeah. to watch. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It was heartbreaking right to watch. I can't I can't bet on Texas yeah. anymore. I did it three weeks in a row, and I'm, and they will not make an appearance this week in my fast four. Uh, but it was it was really hard to watch. I still love Quinn Ewers though. I mean, Quinn Ewers legit. is still good. He's still legit. We got we got to start looking at Oklahoma State seriously here, man. They got a oh, squad yeah. down there in Stillwater. They do. Yeah, Stillwater is a tough barn to play in. Should, should I have taken uh, barns? Should have taken that more into consideration. We tried to tell um, you, man. <laughs> another thing, TCU is legit. Can we can we talk about how TCU is like awesome? The Horned Frogs, dude. They're good. They're awesome. They're so fun. They're real good. They're they they have one yeah. of the most fun offenses in college football. I love the Horned Frogs. I'm all in. I love those Big Twelve offenses. I don't have much to say on TCU, even though, yeah, they, they're good. They look really good this year so far. Um, I just don't really know too much about them. So I haven't watched a lot of their game. Let's just say that. So I'll leave that up to up to Devitt to continue riding with the, the Horned Frogs this, this season. I, I I think I have to. They're they're really fun to watch. If if it gives me an incentive to watch more of their offense, I I will – continue to bet on TCU. They're fun. As you should. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all I got this week so far uh, in, in college. I didn't have as, as many takeaways, um, but I don't think all three of us can squad right ever again. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not after that one. Unless it magically happens again, there's no shot in hell we should ever do that again. Or we should do it if we hate a team and we want them to lose. That way we can just if we, jinx if, them and call it a day. If we oh, squad yeah. riot, oh, I thought you were saying if, you, if we were going to squad riot fading Iowa, then I would have been in. If we we're all taking a spread against Iowa, I'm, I'm all in. I got beef with Iowa. Screw the Hawkeyes. But <laughs> mad that, beef with Iowa. I got some mad beef with I, the Iowa Hawkeyes. You want to know something funny, Devitt? What? Uh, the beautiful Iowa Hawkeyes play at home versus Northwestern this weekend, and they are ten and a half point favorites. Give me, give me Northwestern. Whoa. Give me Northwestern. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. I need to look into the game. Obviously, I, I don't think I've watched a five single, days out. I have not watched a single minute of Northwestern football this year. But give me Northwestern at the moment. I love it. <laughs> Hawkeyes. They can make it up for me in in, in basketball. Their their season is toast. Fair. Fair, I, fair, fair. I might have to take Northwestern too, not knowing a damn thing about their team. Just after the shit so show Iowa was a part of. Oh my. Scored yeah. a defensive touchdown in the first quarter and didn't score another offensive point for like forever. They had a field goal and that was it. I have to do a team ride with uh, Northwestern even though I don't know what their mascot is. Aren't they the Wildcats? No. Oh, I think you're right. That sounds right. Oh, good job, David. Proud of you. Thanks, man. 
Um, you guys got anything else for uh, what, or what you learned? From, any takeaways from the college slate? Nah, just uh, excited. Uh, looking ahead at the slate for this coming weekend when we talk Friday. Uh, I'm excited. We got a lot of big rivalry matchups this weekend coming up. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But before we can fun pick, week of football ahead once again. Before we can pick any of those, we have to we have to get uh, through a pretty fun Thursday night game. Oh, the sanctity of Thursday night football. It's a good matchup, I must say. I hate it. I kind of like it. I, I like absolutely it hate it. These teams are both coming in absolutely terrible. Um, Ravens can't put away games and almost let the Browns come back. Um, Bucks have lost as double digit favorites outright to Pittsburgh and Carolina back to back weeks. Um, Tom's really letting this divorce get to his head. It's an absolute shit show down in Tampa Bay. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, Tampa's been a disappointment. Baltimore's been a disappointment. But I think, I think the nice thing about this Thursday night football matchup is that it's going to be a get-right game for one of these squads. I feel like this is a big momentum builder for whoever whoever comes out on top of this game, and it'll be a fun ride for the rest of the season after this. But I feel like whoever loses is going to have a rough rest of the season. Um, I'm rooting for Tampa. Absolutely. Because I'm not on Baltimore this year. I don't like them. I don't like their defense. I think they're a very completely flawed squad. Um, and I think Tampa just has too much going on in the outside to hone in and really play some meaningful football, unfortunately. Hey, you know what, Devitt? Yeah. We, we are on the same page this week so far because I'm rooting for the Bucks as well. And I did want to touch on this is a get right game for either team, and I I, I hope it's the Bucks. It really it has do. to be. It has to be a get yeah. right game for one of these teams. They've been trending down so bad for both both games. Um, I don't either team has not covered in in weeks. Uh, Baltimore is two four and one against the spread, and Tampa is two and five against the spread. Uh, Baltimore's four and three overall, and Tampa's three and four. It just just really not performing. Um, the under has has prevailed uh, five out of the seven weeks in Baltimore and six out of the seven weeks in Tampa Bay. It, it's these two what should be prolific offenses on paper have not been producing, um, and it's it's just it's hard. It's just so sad to see. Uh, Mike Evans dropped what should have been a sixty-yard touchdown pass this last week. Uh, that was a deflator. Uh, I just feel like if there's anything to describe both of these offenses so far, it's just been deflating. You know, it's very deflating. Ugh. Yeah, um, I'm I'm curious to see how how the Bucks cover Mark Andrews this week. Um, they don't cover tight ends too well, so and, and Mark Andrews was very quiet this past Sunday, so. I'd expect him to to have a little bit of a game and switch up the momentum for that offense. Um, what, what what did he have? Like point eight fantasy points or something? Like he had a very tough week. He's my starting tight end, and I had a very bad week with him. Yeah, point four. It was something like that. It was bad. It was bad. Zero point four points. <sighs> Zesty. That's pretty hard to do as a tight end. And I know I'm a Kyle Pitts owner. I know. 
I know what, what low end should look like and it should oh, yeah. not be 0.4. Definition. Definition, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, this game, man, my take, my my stance on this is I, if I had to choose a side, I would be the sole person on Baltimore's side in this conversation. Um, but I refuse to take a side on this game just because of the poor offensive performance the last few weeks. The only side I will be taking is the under on this one, since neither team can seem to score. Um, Tampa Bay still got a decent defense, but their offense has not been able to put anything together. Um, Baltimore keeps folding in the clutch. I mean, it keeps if it keeps if it's already gone up from forty three to forty five. I'm going to lean the under. Um, I mean, I could see this being a twenty three, twenty, twenty four, twenty, whatever you want to call it, some sort of BS score that doesn't make sense. Um, but either way you slice it, I don't want to touch a side on this just because of the unpredictability of both these teams. Um, but I think the under. Under is going to be the way to go for me on this one. Hey, something to keep an eye on, especially you, Beer. Mark Andrews was a non-participant today in practice. Uh, I mean, we got a game in two days. I I don't know if he doesn't start. Yeah, I'm he, I'm, I'm definitely with the Bucks here. Yeah, he um didn't practice all last week until Friday, and then was limited. Um on Friday's practice, but decided to go. And then, yeah, turn around on a short week. I mean, I don't know, man. He's he's going to be a key factor. They're able to win without him really doing anything last week. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that he's not going to be as big of a deciding factor for the Ravens because it seems like they can pull together some scrappy wins without him. Um, but he that is going to be something to look at for sure, especially fantasy owners, a.k.a. me. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you, Beer. I don't have a strong take on either side of this game. Um, the public, uh, from my reference, had 66% of the public was on Baltimore minus one and a half. Um, nothing crazy of note. Uh, I I don't love that. I think I would probably lean Tampa if anything. Um, in Tampa Bay, plus one and a half. I kind of like it. It's not it's not my favorite thing, but both teams have been terrible against the spread. Um, we did see that opening line uh, of the over-under open at 43.5 move to 45.5. So I also kind of like the under, if anything, because how strong it's been in both teams' offenses this week. But I have I have a gut feeling that one of these teams is going to put up a good amount of points. So I, don't also, I also don't love that line of 45.5. Um, the only thing that kind of stuck out to me this week um, for props was Mike Evans. Uh, right now, his over-under receiving yards is at 66.5. Um, I think he goes over that mark. Uh, he's gone over 66.5 in five of the seven games they've played so far. Um, and this is not a good Baltimore defense. Uh, we've seen uh, wide receiver ones get plenty of yards against this Baltimore defense in multiple weeks. Uh, I don't see the targets to Mike Evans going down at all. Uh, he had nine last week. Oh, no, he had, uh, sorry. He had nine catches last week on 15 targets. Um, Tom still loves him. Uh, still going to f- uh, feed Mike Evans as much as he can. Um, the only other guy of note 
uh, on Tampa's receiving end that I would uh, I would consider a play would maybe be Russell Gage. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely consider Mike Evans over sixty six and a half uh, for any um, any prop. But other than that, there's nothing I, I really love in this game, unfortunately. Something something I I kind of like here is that. Leonard Fournette was pretty quiet against Carolina. So anytime he has a quiet game, he usually bounces back pretty heavily. So I would like to get Leonard Fournette involved in this uh, rushing game a lot more than last week. And therefore, I'd, I'd be taking his over at whatever it is. I believe it's at 49.5 rushing yards. Yes. And and yeah, I I know it's a two man backfield right now. Not not so much. It's still Lenny's backfield, but you still have the you still have Rashad White back there. And I don't think Rashad has too much of a say in this in this backfield just yet. So I like Lenny this week. Bounce back game, possible anytime touchdown scorer. Yeah, he's a big Lenny fan this week. I this do Thursday. like I do like Lenny anytime touchdown scorer, but I don't love the 49.5 personally. Um, the only reason being um, Rashad White, uh, I feel like, is getting a little bit more of a role in this offense. He's trending upwards a bit. And if you look at it, the last three weeks um, where Tampa has struggled uh, with a capital S, Leonard Fournette's really been their only offense. And I kind of see that as a correlation. So maybe go a little bit away from uh, from Lenny uh, and try to get a little uh, some other people involved. Um, hopefully the line steps up against uh, a bad uh, Baltimore defense a bit, so Tom doesn't have to throw fifty times this weekend. Um, you know, reduce that down to thirty, get Mike Evans's targets. But it, it, I don't know. I don't know what to think of this game. Um, I just kind of do see that correlation, though. Last three weeks, Bucks have been struggling, and their primary source of offense has been from Leonard Fournette. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Um, just going based off your point too, David, with Rashad, um, he's not seriously involved in the passing game. He's kind of like the change of pace back for uh, Lenny. There, he only had eight rushes last week. Um, I'd be curious to know how they utilize them with the Ravens because I feel the Ravens are definitely going to game plan for Lenny and totally shut him out if uh, if need be. So now I'm kind of contradicting myself, but <laughs> but it, I don't know. I think oh, I just don't really like this game. I'm yeah, not. It's a, a very now. it's a big uncertainty uh, game. I don't know what to expect from either of these teams. I mean, there's only two props that I'm really looking at right now. Um, maybe you could say three, probably two. Um, for starters, Lamar Jackson's rushing over is currently a 16 and a half, um, which is really high. That's so um, but high. he is past that. He's past that a three of his last five games, and yeah. two of those games he missed it by two yards or less. Ugh. Um, so I mean, it's right there. That's, so That's still really high. So wait till later in the week if you want. Um, also Chris Godwin's receiving yards are currently a 70 and a half. 
Um, he has passed that. Let me look once in his last five games. Yeah, that's um, I, I didn't love Chris Godwin. I'd prefer Russell Gage. That at an under would be great. Um, the under on that would probably be where I'd lean, if anything. Um, I don't. That'd probably be my favorite of the two. Probably the under seventy and a half. Um, I mean, yeah, man. This these Thursday night games just. We're also we're two days out here, so we don't really know what's going on. Um, player prop wise, but I mean, this is yeah. I just don't like this game, man. This is this is a tough one to look at with these lines coming out this high. It's it's tough to really get a feel of where this game's going to go, especially with like I said before, the way these teams have been going. Yeah, because Lamar hasn't played too well either the past four weeks, so it's kind of no, hard to. Not. It's kind of hard to to justify his case as maybe hitting that hitting that rushing total. Um, yeah, tough matchup here. Not a not a good slate for for some props. I'm I'm telling you, the only one I feel confident about is Mike Evans. I feel like that's that's a little low, but. It might not hurt to look Tom Brady's pass yard direction either. His is high at 278, um, but he's hit that four of his last five. Um, he hit that last week um, in that bad loss to Carolina, so it's not. He threw the ball 50 times. I don't yeah, know if, I did I don't throw know the ball he, 50 times. I don't know if he throws the ball 50 times in this matchup. I doubt they'll abandon the run game like they did, um, but it's not a terrible look if you – with that high of a total, if you think he's really going to ball out or be underwhelming. Also, Lamar's past total, I think he's 218 or something, and last week he had 120. Yeah. So the under on that might be a way to go, too. Um, oh, no, he's at 204, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, these player props, these early ones just reek, man. I don't know if I really like any of these for sure right now. I'll have to wait till probably Thursday morning to really see if I like any. Yeah, that's when a lot of them roll out, too. That's when you get the IR reports, too. Because, I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd probably take a um, some Mark Andrews stuff, depending on how he goes the rest of the week with practice tomorrow, um, Wednesday, and then seeing how that plays out. Because um, they're going to need him if the Ravens want to have a chance at winning this game. Because um, they can't pull off the shit they did last week against Cleveland uh, without him. So, yeah, I mean, I just... This 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 game just reeks, man. These props are just bleh. I don't like it. Yeah, we'll we'll wait a little bit um, until we put our collective play actually out. Uh, it'll be on Twitter Thursday morning at tyg takes on, on Twitter. Um, for now, uh, we're we're we have some hunches, but you uh, but those player props, uh, more certain lines come out on the day of and the day before. So it's a little bit too uh, too far to get something but our initial hunches uh my initial hunch was mike evans uh sterling seemed like you like money i did but then i didn't so now i'm Talks stuck in the middle. Out of it. now i'm stuck in the middle and <laughs> i'm just like oh what do i choose and beer likes some unders so you never know yeah and i usually hate taking unders man this is just all some bs i don't really know what to do with myself <laughs> Just uh, just some lines to think about. Um, I'm I'm kind of with you, Bjorn, on the on the under total though. I mean, both offenses have been underperforming so much, but it, it's just I feel like one of these offenses is going to kind of explode, and I don't know which one. 
So it's kind of hard to uh, put something together for this week, but we'll have something ready on Thursday. You guys cool with that? Yeah, whenever that'll be. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of sit sit down and wait and see because this is going to be, if anything, it's going to be last-minute plays for me because I'm, I'm going to hate this till up until kick. Fair enough. Um, I'm ready to move into some uh, fantasy talk if you guys want. Let's do it. Word. You guys got any advice off the rip? Um, if, if you had Brees Hall, I'm sorry. I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, I've had a hard time looking at waivers as we're in a 12-man league and there's not much going on. I think our best available running back is, who is it? Uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, so, that's the that's the top available running back in our league so far. Pretty gross. It's not great. Slim piggings. But if you so happen to have Tony Pollard on your team, Zeke is a little questionable right now. It looks like he, he had a little, little bit of an injury. It almost looked like a hyperextended knee in his last matchup against the Lions. He still played on it, but he's been slowly getting back into uh, having that knee feel a lot better for him. So there's there's that small chance where Pollard could have a lot more take at the running back position. And, you know, when he's in, he's very explosive and he's heavily involved in the receiving game as well. So not a bad play if you have Brees Hall out. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I got much for fantasy going on right now. I'm just trying to scramble around here get a second running back because my running back core is kind of screwed right now in our league at least um but player wise um like we were talking about earlier with taylor heineke um scary terry is definitely going to be a threat now because it seems like heineke's big on giving him some targets and feeding him because he knows that he's an offensive weapon and uh, Carson Wentz likes to be a little unpredictable back there. So it's nice to have somebody that you know is going to give Terry the ball. So start him with confidence and probably a flex at best. I still wouldn't give him wide receiver two status yet after a decent week. Um, actually his best of the season so far fantasy wise. Um, and then, I mean, the running back situation in New England, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is definitely going to be your guy, go-to guy there. Damian Harris is not really going to be much of a factor, even though they keep projecting him high enough because they fool me every week with that crap. Um, James Robinson, uh, running back situation there in New York. That'll be, I think he's going to work, kind of be like a McCaffrey situation and slowly get worked in there. So if you got Michael Carter, start him this week, uh, but then make sure to look at that after this week. Um, I thought that was an interesting pickup. Uh, NTN in Jacksonville, he's going to be their go-to guy um, in the backfield. So start him definitely with confidence because he's going to get heavy feeds. Um, he's the focal point of their offense now. I love Travis. A hundred percent. No, he's good. He had a great week last week. It was a, it was a, good, a great game. Good trade for honestly, great trade for both teams. Uh, getting yep. getting a fifth round pick for some, for a guy who's not going to be there next year, W for the Jags, uh, and 
of being able to now have Travis Etienne solely be that focus in that backfield, also a W, and the Jets get to replace a hurt Brees Hall with a very competent James Robinson. Good for both teams. I love it. I love how that turned out. It was a great fit for both teams. I agree. Um, for my fantasy advice uh, this week, I have a buy and a sell. Um, I am selling all my stock in Green Bay. Um, yep. Aaron Rodgers, don't want him anymore. Uh, it's not not on my roster. I, I'd still I'd sell. Um, wide receivers, I'm out on, on all of them except for Lazard. Lazard seems to be the only guy who kind of, who has any shade of consistency. Um, if that if that front office is, is buying uh, at the at the deadline, add like a Chase Claypool or or Jerry Judy, who's, who seems to be uh, being shopped around, uh, then that's nice. But the the guys who are currently on the roster don't need to be on your fantasy roster anymore. Dobbs gone, Watkins gone. I, I'm I'm totally I'm totally out on on Green Bay. Tunyon, not not a good uh, tight end play either. I I just I just don't like it. It's just really hard to watch what's happening in Green Bay right now. Totally out on Green Bay. Um, who I'm currently buying. Um, I'm buying the Raiders' offense. I'm a Raiders fan. I like. I'm liking what I see. Um, I like. Uh, I would. I'm buying Mac Collins. Buying Devontae. Uh, they finally have developed an identity identity with Josh Jacobs. He has been pretty much fantasy MVP for uh, those for those owners. Uh, he's incredible. Uh. He's he right now is third in the league in rushing, and they've already had their bye behind Saquon and Chubb. Like uh, Josh Jacobs is no slouch. The offensive line is working. Um, Matt Collins looks good. Uh, even Hunter Renfro, I feel like it will start to develop, even though now that he's not hurt. Um, I'm liking their offense. The only the only two question marks on their offense right now to me is a banged up Hunter Renfro and a banged up Darren Waller. How they add them into the fold. Uh, moving forward is going to be very interesting um, for fantasy implications and just for for football because um, those are two very good weapons and guys that other defenses need to game plan for. Um, I don't see why the Raiders can't win the next uh, at least next two games um, and be sitting around five hundred. Um, I'm buying the Las Vegas Raiders at the moment. I did want to go back to what you said about the Packers, Devitt. Yep. You didn't mention one key player to that offense, and it was Aaron Jones. What is your take on Aaron Jones? <sighs> it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, I like him. Uh, he, he still produces. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just so out on the Packers as a whole that even as fun as Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are, uh, it's it's just really difficult to to be, and I would put him in a package somewhere. I'd be shipping him out. Um, if you can get something uh, like a decent running back uh, wide receiver duo in return, um, I'd look. I, I'd I'd consider trade packages for Aaron Jones because I ju- I'm just so far out on the Packers this year. Um, but I don't know. He's he's still he's still legit. Uh, it's just hard being a running back on a poor team, um, even though that he's getting plenty of targets. 
Oh yeah. And yeah, speaking of targets, dude had not he had ten targets and yeah. caught nine of those yeah. for receiving and scored two touchdowns doing so. Yep. So that is my hope as a Aaron Jones fantasy owner is that he'll have that production as a receiver. As you know, as everyone knows, the Packers wide receivers aren't great yep. besides Alan Lazard in the end zone. Or in the is, red zone. I, I feel like that would be a moment to sell high with Aaron Jones. He had a great week this last week, um, and you can put him in a pretty decent package uh, to get a running back who's probably on a more consistent offense. You know, maybe maybe hit up those uh, Christian McCaffrey owners because maybe they don't love what's going on uh, since now he's in in San Francisco. Uh, see if you can do a swap and then include some wide receivers and, and maybe a bum on their end and see if you can try to pick up with Christian McCaffrey. But I'm I'm still I'm still selling all Green Bay, pretty much. Respectfully, I'm declining. I am gonna hold Aaron Jones. Go for it, man. It, he's your your piece. I, I'm just saying. He's the as only a ones whole, I would, man. He, he's. I feel like he's the only reliable in that in that offense right now. Not only that, but as for my fantasy team, I just lost Brees Hall. I can't deserve or I can't afford to to lose another good back um, and then maybe pick up a low end RB one and a low end wide receiver one if that was a package deal somewhere in the league. So I don't know. Personally, I'm going to keep have some faith there, but yeah. Yeah, uh, it's tough. Packers are an enigma. An enigma. Um, you guys want to talk some basketball? Got anything on on, on the mind? Let's talk some hoops. Hoop talk. Got a lot of hoop talk. Um, so, just to start it off, um, the Warriors and the Suns are playing tonight here in Phoenix. Um. Five minutes ago, Clay Thompson just got ejected for the first time in his career after getting into it with D Book at what? half court. No oh. way. It is chaos. The Suns are up twenty. Um it is Whoa. mayhem here in Phoenix. Go Los Suns. Um one team that I want a focal point for hoops right now. Um the number one team currently in the West and the only undefeated team in the West, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Um, Unreal. Doesn't make sense. Um, The Lakers are 0-3, still winless. Well, that I can expect, to be honest. Um, Everyone else is kind of getting where they should be. Uh, Grizzlies are playing well, as we expected. Jazz are a surprise team in the West. Um... Pelicans are playing no way that better be than we thought. Their roster I is doubt it. awful. I don't think it can be maintained, but it's um, it's definitely a surprise start for them. Um, let's see here in the East: Sixers are one and three, Nets are one and two, Miami's one and three. Orlando's completely defeated. That doesn't mean anything, but I thought it was funny. Um, Cleveland's doing well. Charlotte's two and one. Milwaukee's only played two games for some reason. Um, I mean, everything is right about where I expected it to be. Minus. uh, Lost you, beer. 
All right, where where did I get cut off here? <laughs> uh, around when you were talking about Milwaukee, I think. Did you say something about Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Milwaukee's only played two games. Um, not really sure well, how that's working schedule-wise. But nonetheless, everything's working out just about as I had expected for the start of the season. Um, I mean, Lakers, again, they were the, the ticket-heavy favorite to win the championship preseason, and that's just people being dumb as shit because the Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs again, in my opinion. Um, and Portland has seemed to be figuring it out with a lot of role player guys. Uh Oh, what is happening? Oh no, they're gone. Um, well, there's a bit of some technical difficulties, uh, so far at TOG. Um, but I, that, I guess that would wrap up pretty, uh, what we have much to say for the NBA and, uh, for hoop talk, um, and about the, the end of what we had for the rest of, uh, rest of this episode. Um, only thing I would have to add uh, would probably be uh, the, Pel- uh, the Pelicans, one of the most exciting teams, in my opinion, uh, in the NBA, and how they're looking this year. Oh, here we go. You're back. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened there. I think our Wi-Fi completely crashed this time, not yeah, just no, kind you of. Guys were, um, uh, you guys were cut out. It's okay. All right. So, what what were you talking um, about? Just I was now? saying that we're sitting about uh, where we should be in the East, and the team of note that I, I really do like uh, in the West, um, and the most excited for, is the New Orleans Pelicans. They had a great win today, even though that uh, Zion and Bi were both they were both out. Correct. Yeah. Yes, so, I think great so. win for them. Um, they're. They're very good. They're a very good squad, and I'm excited to see how they do. Uh, I'm excited for Zion to kind of put on a show this year and put the league back on notice. He is a dominant force, and it'll be really fun to watch him and that squad. Wi-Fi. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we're having a hell of a time here on Shannon Street. I don't really know uh, what's going on with our service here. We're going to have to call Cox later and see what's going on. Um, but, yeah, Pelicans are going to be really exciting to watch. Um, no. There we go. And uh, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Um, yeah, Pelicans are going to be fun. Um Suns are going to be fun. I think they're finally going to figure it out because they're realizing uh, their championship window here is closing really quick. Um, and I'm just excited to see how these teams rebuild. Um, I'm always loving seeing the Nets and the Sixers suck ass. Um, I'm hoping that Boston does well because I love the Celtics. I think they're going to make another deep run in the East this year. Go Seas, baby. So who knows? Go Seas. They're looking real good. We lost to the damn Bulls, though. Go Seas. Go Seas. They're looking real good. 
We lost to the damn Bulls though, so so not very happy about Chicago. that. Chicago. I'm ex- I'm interested to see where Chicago's going to go this year. I can care less. It's not very <laughs> happy playoff about team. that. Caesar contenders. Let's be real. I can care less. They suck. Suck. Maybe when I maybe when I cut out there, um, I was talking about the, the Spurs and how they're three and one right now. How how the hell does that happen? Uh, Two words, Greg Popovich. Them. Yeah, true. Greatest coach, yeah. greatest NBA coach uh, ever. Greg Popovich how does that can't, happen? Even, uh, can't even coach uh, that we squad. Projected them. Moving forward. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he on record said that in media Dude. day, no one should go, and their right mind should go to Vegas and put a futures bet on the San Antonio Spurs because he knows. Maybe. He did say Dude. that. That was he, funny as Greg shit. Greg Popovich <laughs> knows that this this roster is not sustainable. Maybe. Um, Big maybe. I'm. I'd be selling on on San Antonio at the moment. Big maybe. I'd agree. But it's they're fun to watch, nonetheless. Any team coached by Pop is going to be fun to watch. But it's just not a great roster. All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks for the hoop talk. Thanks for the preview for Thursday. For Thursday, uh, some fantasy talk. It's all good. Um, thank you as always, um, and we shall see you on the window. Our official play for Thursday uh, for Thursday will be up on Twitter at tyg takes, um, and we'll see you all then. Yeah, this weekend I'm looking forward to our show on Friday. Uh, Sterling and I will be in a hotel room in the windy city of uh, Chicago, Illinois. And I'm just, you know, I'm pumped to see uh, this talk about this slate this weekend. It's going to be a good one. Excited. But you know what? Let's have a let's have a hell of a Thursday night first. How about, about it. it? Thank you, gentlemen. We'll we'll see you then. Always a pleasure, boys. Godspeed. Yeah.